All right, real welcome to the podcast. So this podcast is about interviewing badasses, people who are creating what they want and not settling for people giving them anything. So that's why you're here, right? So um, I consider you a badass in my life, and I've seen you create some amazing stuff. Um, I had your husband on the podcast a while back, and it was magical. So I know you're gonna, you know, top that. So thank you for coming to the podcast. Thank you for coming to Born, to, Born to Create, and um, I just want us to bless the people. Um, so the audience, the audience is uh, people who um, who are entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs who want to start a business or they have one they want to scale. So the goal of the podcast is to get them to their first 10K per month, right? Um, and I know you guys have surpassed that, but um, I know there are some nuggets you can give us, you can, get, you can give them to, to just help them get there. So again, welcome. Um, Thank you. Thanks for coming. Um, so first thing I want to talk about is uh, you are a best-selling author. Three-time right. best-selling Three-time best-selling author. author was congratulations. Thank you. So talk to me about that process, that journey to getting like, wh- how did you get into writing? And then how did you actually become a three-time best-selling author? I started writing when I was young. I knew I wanted to write books. I would always tell my kids stories. They want, they love my stories. And I thought one day I would, I'd be a writer. Yeah. <clears throat> However, corporate America sucked the life out of me. <laughs> and I went and worked long, yeah. long hours, was tired, could not follow that dream, that passion. And then I was able to come home. And once I did, everybody's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. And my family's like, you should write your stories. Mm-hmm. So um, the stories have changed over the years. And but I knew I still wanted to write. Yeah. So I just wrote and now I have three books and another one I'm about to drop within the next couple months and another novel and I it was exciting like being able to create something um was it for me it was um seeing something come to fruition that yeah. I had dreamt about as a child, yeah. being able to do. So I really enjoy it. But in saying that, how I became a bestseller is marketing. Yes. And knowing that your audience is entrepreneurs, yeah. knowing how to market <clears throat> properly. And because of that, I've been able to help, my husband and I have been able to help over a couple dozen people also become bestselling authors. Right. And that's that's amazing, that's amazing to me because you know business. I think in marketing to be successful, you have to be a good storyteller, right? And being a writer, talk to me about how important is storytelling, um, not not only in your business but but in marketing about telling an effective story to actually bring the customer in to actually buy from you. How important is how important is that? It's incredibly important. It's actually the most important thing. Yeah. It's in my in my opinion. Yeah. The reason being, if you can tell a story and grab somebody's attention. Um, then you, you've already sold them. Yeah. If you can find that connection with somebody, you've sold them. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so with marketing, that's all it is, is learning your audience. And once you know your audience, mm-hmm. then you can, you can sell them. Right. So being a bestselling author is, so I want to write a book, right? That's, that's one of my, my biggest, my biggest goals. And so how do you actually get started, I mean, in writing a book? Like, what's the process that someone like me should go to to actually get a book going? Just write. Just write. <laughs> Just write. But so I'm a fiction writer. Okay. Um, I am writing a nonfiction right now. Okay. Um, I'm in the process of going through a 
a metamorphosis. Okay. And so during that metamorphosis that I'm doing, um, I'm writing about it. <clears throat> I'm doing a bikini contest in April. Right. And so um, the book will be called The Naked Truth. Okay. And okay. Um, it's about the changes that happen along the way. And right. uh, you really learn yourself. Right. And so, uh, so writing nonfiction compared to fiction is completely different to me right. so far. Um, fiction writing, it's just storytelling, like make-believe. Everybody has it yeah. in them to tell yeah. a story because everybody lies. Yeah. So, so that's basically yeah. what you're telling. So it's more emotion when, yeah. you, when you write nonfiction. And yeah. nonfiction is really peeling back the onion. and um, But then I also have... I have a separate life yeah. called Finding the Good in Your Life where it's about um, the change that happens. The uh, This is where I get emotional. <laughs> so that's where um, think about Tony Robbins or things like that, like the entrepreneur or the everyday person who wants to change. So most entrepreneurs they listen to like an Ed Milet or yeah. or Tony Robbins or um, to, uh, Lisa Billu and Tom Billu they because they want to grow and so that's different writing okay. because when you're writing that I've learned that anytime that you're going to teach something you have to study it and when you study it you change yeah and yeah. so in order to um, write. A nonfiction, you have to be willing to change yourself and grow. Mm. Um, who was it? Russell. Uh, what's his name? Brunson. Yes, that's his name. Yeah. Russell Brunson. You, <laughs> yeah. you know, I know, you know that, that guy. That guy. Who you work very closely yeah. with. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said on one of his podcasts that he felt like he needed to be perfect before he did anything else. Yeah. But the thing was, he just had to read a chapter ahead. Yeah. So yeah, that he could yeah. help the people yeah. behind him. And that's what it is for me. Yeah. Like right now, writing the naked truth, uh, it's literally anytime anybody asks me something, I, I'm just a chapter ahead. I, I haven't done it yet. I haven't completed it yet. Yeah. However, I'm a chapter ahead. Yeah. So that's the only way I'm able to help anybody right. is because yeah. I've, I've already lived that chapter. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... I like that, yeah. The, the nonfiction part is always harder for me. So when I do find the good in your life and I'm writing just a blog or whatever, it's because of something I've lived through. And so it's, I'm just a chapter ahead. Yeah, yeah. So is it harder because it's, you're being more vulnerable and being, oh. and being more naked? Yes. Yeah. So Completely. It, it would seem like that would be... You said you got to change, right? Yeah. So it, it would seem like you got to change less because you know who you are, you know yourself, but you're saying no, you got to change more. No, you're constantly growing, and yeah. if you're not growing, yeah. um, I think that's the challenge. Yeah. So many people don't want to grow. I won't so say so many people sometimes don't want to grow, mm -hmm. and because or they feel like they've arrived, and that's when we hit a wall. Like we're yeah. we're not willing to let go of the things that we've known. Yeah. Um, you know, when we we talk about uncle so-and-so and they're like, well, that's just how he's always been. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. but we don't have to accept that. Yeah. Well, our family 
is in poverty. Well, that's just how it's always been. <laughs> but I don't want to be that way. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm deciding that I'm going to move ahead. Yeah. So because I'm going to move ahead, I have to grow. Right. I have to make that change. Right. And in order to get to the next level, it's going to hurt sometimes because we have to leave behind some people. Yeah. We have to change what we've always done. What's that saying? Do you get what you've always done? What What is it like? The, and something in insanity is doing the oh, same yeah. thing over yeah. and over, yeah. expecting change. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make it out of here like even though my family never did, but yet yeah. you're working in the same place that mm -hmm. mom did. You're mm -hmm. doing the same thing that mom did. Yeah. So you're now in the same place. Yeah. If you're in a space where you want to start a business or if you have one you want to scale, we got you covered. So thanks for watching the podcast. I know you're enjoying it, but I want to stop real quick and talk to you about the Creators Club. Now that first 10K can be super elusive, but our goal is to help you get there even faster. Talk about what it takes to get your business to that first $10,000 per month. The beauty about it is the Creators Club is only $1 for the first seven days. The link's below, click it. Create.thecreateclub.com It's where you go. We'll see you inside. I think people get to a point where where they're 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 in fear and that fear paralyzes them to be comfortable with where they're at, right? And a lot of times they recognize it, but then they don't, right? And I and I I think that when you're in a position where you can change it and do something different, and you know you can, and you don't do it, I think it's really a big disservice to you and to generations, right? Yeah, because. Because you know where you came from, you know that you don't want that for your life, but you stay there. And we talk a lot about, uh, about fear um, in, on a podcast, and fear is something that, that's paralyzing. Fear is something that can put you in the grave. Fear is something that can keep the generational curse, you know, continuing, right? Yeah. But you made a choice. You made a choice to <clears throat> push past the fear. Because I know everybody everybody has fears in their life, but some people would choose to push past them or let it rule their life. But you said that you chose, yeah. right? How did you get to the point where you said, I'm, I'm choosing this for my life <laughs> versus just sitting there and letting that fear to take over? So funny enough, I um, constantly, it's a constant battle. Right. Like today, I know there's something that I have to do. Not this. This yeah. was this was fun and exciting right, right. for me. <laughs> but, um, but I procrastinate. Right. But I am a person who give me a deadline and I'm going to hit that deadline. Right. Right. So that's one of the things for me, like I writing children's books, easy. Writing my novel, right. hard. Like I literally, no exaggeration, fear, procrastination will leave me standing still um, to depression, anxiety, and just pull the covers up over my head for a couple days until I say, I can't do this anymore. I know I have a deadline and then I'll work my butt off. For me, that deadlines work. Right. So. But you have those days where you were where you were in oh, bed, you pulling cars over your head. Because yeah, completely, <clears throat> completely. This morning, I knew I needed to. So find the good luck in your life is coming back alive. Right. And um, I need to make a, like a video, just hey. But I'm terrified. What if my audience doesn't want me back mm. anymore? What? So I. Yeah. Walked around the building. Hello, how are you? Yeah. Chitty chatty with yeah. everybody yeah. because I did not want to face that one thing. And then I'm like, oh, I have 15 minutes. Got to go upstairs and do the podcast. Right. So, um, 
the fear of rejection or the fear of not being good enough will make me not want to do something. But you're a three-time best-selling author, so yeah, so, it get so that that fear should be gone, right? Yeah, no, no, it, no, no. Um, I also do public speaking, yeah, and just what if I'm not received, yeah, the same way as I was the first time? Yeah, what if this time <laughs> they don't like my book? Right. What if this time? Because be, prior to 2020, prior to the pandemic, um, I my first two books came out. I had a story time with Gigi on YouTube, kids, I was in schools, like I did a little tour around the United States, everything. Now it's like I have a new children's book coming out. They don't know me anymore. That's how I feel. Yeah. Even though I get asked all the time, when's your next Luna and Soul book coming out? Yeah. Because it was easier for me to write a novel than put on new Luna and Soul yeah. book because I don't know if I'll be perceived the same way. Those kids have grown up. Yeah. <laughs> this is for first to third graders. Those kids are now in like fifth and sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Like, what if they don't like it like they did the first time? So it was easier for me to write yeah. a novel yeah. and branch out to something new than yeah. it was to write another kid's book. So what if they don't like it you know what if you get on stage and get booed at your at your competition like like, like what if like let's talk about that uh -huh. you know, what if so that all happens and everything just flops everything goes you know falls down and you and you fail so that happens then what um <laughs> i go home i eat a cake <laughs> i cry i <laughs> um so every year i set a new goal for yeah. myself and Last year it was to write the novel, right. become a bestseller. I did this year bikini contest, yeah. doing it. Um, I don't want to sound cocky when I say this. However, Please. I haven't failed yet. All right. I fail daily. Yes, yes. But I don't fail the finish. Right. I fall on my ass daily. Yeah. Every day. I like. I have written. Um, several chapters and I'm like this sucks yeah, yeah. and I throw it away and yeah. I have to start over that's a fail right but I'm not failing in the same way I continue to grow right but when it comes to hitting the deadline coming to hit the thing I win every single time because I failed along the way right to hit the win so what, I, what I'm hearing is that Despite how you're received, despite how your book is received, because you finished the goal, you got the finish line, for you it's a success? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in, when I'm 55, I'm 51 now, okay. about to turn 52, I want to run a marathon. So that's my goal for 55. A full marathon. A full marathon. 26 miles. Yes. Okay. So in April, I'll start training. Mm -hmm. And I, I have a friend or so, and I told him that I wanted to do this. Right. And I asked him to do it with me. I'm like, we have three years to do this. So he's been running 5Ks. He's already ahead of me. Yeah. I'm like, can you teach me how to do it? Yeah. He's like, uh, no, I don't want you to have my bad habits. But we're going to get a trainer. So I'm like, I'm going to run the 5Ks with you. Yeah. And then we're going to do 10Ks. Yeah. And then we're going to do a half marathon. Yeah. And then we'll do a full marathon. But... 
we're breaking it up so that by the time the three years come, we'll be ready. Yeah. We'll be running it. We won't be walking it. Yeah. But I'm going to finish it. And, but it's training along the way. Right. That was the same way with writing my books. Same way with doing this bikini contest. Yeah. Like, I have failed. There are days I don't eat clean. Yeah. There are days I don't work out. Yeah. But I know I'm going to stand on that stage on April 8th and I'm going to look good because I gave it everything I had. You see it, yeah. And I'm like, this is the goal. Yeah. When it comes to hitting my goal, I don't miss. Yeah. I miss days. Yeah. I fall down daily. Yeah. There are days I don't want to get up and work out. Yeah. There are days I don't want to write. Yeah. And there are days I'll even skip. But yeah. with that, I'll make up for it. Yeah. But I won't hit, I won't miss that goal. Yeah. Like I give myself a day. Yeah. <clears throat> so my grandma, I love my grandma. She passed away several years ago, but I always, there's things that she would say to me. And one of the things, like if I was sad, she was like, how long is it going to take? How long do you need? How, and I'll be like, well, it's a bad breakup. <laughs> he broke my heart. Right, right. She's like, all right, what do you need? Yeah. Let's cry it out. Do you need a day? Do you need an hour? What do you need? So I give myself that even now right. in life. Like, what do you need? All right. It was a bad day. You had a bad day. Yeah. Accept that. Live in that. Yeah. Feel that. Yeah. Feel it all. But then tomorrow you get up and you do it again. That's right. Or in an hour. Whatever. Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on how bad it is. Yeah. Yeah. I want to uh, touch on that, but um, I want to go back a little bit. Go um, <clears throat> so... Things, things that we accomplish in life that, that we take on can be super intimidating, right? Mm -hmm. um, I did my first 5K with Ursula on Thanksgiving, yes. right? And leading up to that point, I'm like, wow, 5K, three miles. You know, I have not run three miles straight in like probably, probably never. Um, yeah. I, I, was, I was a sprinter. Um, but get, getting into that is super intimidating, even though I go to gym every single day. It's just, it, it's just our, I think our, our, our mind fucks with us sometimes, all the time. Yeah. Right. And it's nothing like pushing past that, accomplishing that goal, because it's like if you can accomplish these little things, you can you can accomplish anything that you want. And leading up to that, you know, that that that, that marathon, it's like it's going to be scary. Right. Because now ourselves asking me to go on the next 5K, the next 5K and the ability to conquer what fears you is something that most people don't get to experience because they let the fear keep them where they are. Um, and yeah. And then. Also with your grandmother is people, people need to be allowed to have their bad moments. Yeah. Right. Um, one thing that, that sticks out of my head that, um, that Jonathan said one time is that, you know, I've, I've, I've learned to have, to not have bad days, but have bad moments. Yeah. Right. Because we can choose what we allow to affect us. And my son, he's 10. He, he plays football. He's super, super competitive. Right. He loves to win. Um, and all all last year he won every single game, but this year's team they were they were horrible. They lost every single game. Mm -hmm. um, so he had to learn how to not only win but also lose, right? Because I believe that part of being a champion is learn, is losing and know how to lose how to lose how to lose. So after every game he would come and he would be upset and he would be, he would cry because he didn't he didn't, he didn't do well. They lost. But I told him, I'm like, I'm like, son, it's okay to have emotion. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel bad. But what's not okay is, is, is to sit in that for hours and days and weeks and months. So I'm like, hey, you know, you have five, 10 minutes. 
cry it out. If you got to curse, you got to scream, you got to punch something, do it. Yeah. But after that's over, it's over. We move forward, you know, forward progress only. And, and a lot of people, even myself at times, you know, used to get stuck in that bad moment, thinking that bad moment defines who we are, defines mm. our space, defines what we can and can't do in the future. But it's bullshit. Yeah. Right. Um, it's it's up to us to 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 learn from that moment and and to figure out what's the lesson in that moment and then figure out what's what's the new definition that we're going to walk by because shit happens. Yes. Right. It happens. So I love what your grandma said. And, I, and that's something that I totally I totally agree with. And I, I use every day of my life. So heading on that, um, not letting things define you. Yeah. So I'm a high school dropout. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And okay. dyslexic. And my best friend growing up, I would give her a note. We, you know, pass notes in the hall, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. She would give me back my notes like a teacher, yeah, like highlighted red. And like, yeah. this is how you spell this. This is the there you should use. Yeah. This is how. You... So spelling, writing hard. Yeah. But I had it in me to be a writer. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that I'm a writer, best selling author. That didn't define me. I had people, teachers who were like, you won't make it. Yeah. yeah. My mom, so my mom's an alcoholic, drug user, blah, 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 whatever. It's not about her. It's about me. But I went to therapy counselors and they're like, how are you not a prostitute, an alcoholic, or a drug user? Wow. With everything wow. you've been through. <laughs> I was like, because I saw that and that's not who I wanted to be. Yeah. I decided who I wanted to be. Yeah. I wrote my own story. Yeah. Dyslexic high school dropout, right. best-selling author. Right. You don't define my story. <laughs> yeah, I I refuse. Yeah. I worked my butt off. I did door-to-door -door sales for LA Times, learned how to do sales, learned how to run an office, worked my yeah. way up answering <clears throat> phones to being vice president of a security company. Wow. Taught people how wow. to do sales. Right. From minimum wage to 120,000 a year. Wow. I didn't let those things define who I was. Yeah. I said I can do better. Yeah. And you did. And I did. And you did. And yeah. then and then some. Yeah. That <laughs> that reminds me of myself a lot. Um this this podcast is something that I never thought I would do, never thought I would accomplish. Um, growing up as a kid, um, I was very very quiet. I, was, I didn't speak much. Um, then I was just to myself. <clears throat> and even going through elementary school, going through high school, um, I didn't talk because I had a very very bad stutter, right? And and I stutter and I talk fast. I have both, right? Yeah. And I would be I would get be called a mute. You know, people will make fun of how I talked and, and that didn't define me either. Right. Because I knew that I had a message, I had something I wanted to say. And this podcast, you know, defied all of that. Right. Because now I'm speaking now I'm, 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 I'm out there giving, giving what I have to the world, you know, and, and it, it works if you, Les Brown always says that someone's opinion, someone's opinion of you is none of your business. Right. And it's not people have their opinion. They're going to always have it, whether you're whether you're the best writer on the planet, the worst, the best speaker, the worst. There's always going to be someone who has a problem with the way you present yourself Oh, all the time. And and, and that's OK. 
right? That's okay. Um, but it's, it's up to you to really determine how fast, how slow you're going to go and, and, and how much it's going to affect you. You know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, you post something on, on social media and you get 50 amazing comments, but, <coughs> but that one bad one, you get oh. stuck on that. Oh yeah. Right. You get stuck on that. But, um, let's talk about intention, right? Um, and cause I know you visualize a lot, yeah. right? And you, you see yourself standing on that, on that stage and april right yep and receiving that award yes um how do you set your intention for your day for your month for your life for your for your, I mean, how do you set your intention uh, okay so if you go into my office right now um on my calendars literally like words of affirmation yeah. and things like that like bodybuilding stuff and whatever pictures that so i <clears throat> literally visualize those things and that I need to keep in front of me. Mm. <clears throat> my whys are always in front of me, which is my family. Mm. And then my, my goals, dreams, whatever. So on a daily, it's like I said, I try to get up and go to the gym, <laughs> but that, that's important to me. Yeah. Um, actually meditation and visualization is something that yeah. I've been doing for the past couple years. Yeah. Um, one of the things, um, my grandmother passed away from Alzheimer's because of that. I studied the brain. Mm. I have been studying it. <clears throat> I refuse. I'm like, I don't ever want to get that. Yeah. Um, it scared me. I lost for me. It felt like I lost her twice awesome. because she forgot me. Oh, wow. And then the day she passed. <clears throat> so it felt like I lost her twice because the day that she no longer remembered me. And we knew it was bad because every single day she did laundry. Every single day. And she walked out of her bedroom and she said, I want to wash clothes. We're like, okay. She goes, I don't know where the wash machine is. And we're like, oh. And then slowly she just forgot everybody and she was no longer grandma that we knew. Yeah. So because of that, I studied the brain. I have been studying it, how it works, why it works, like things that we can do to change it. <clears throat> so um, if you look me up, mariahagberg.com um, brings you to my website and it says, I love an overcomer. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I can do is help you to change your DNA. And I'm not talking about yeah. who your mama daddy is. It's your brain. <laughs> right, right. Because you can change this. Yeah. Because the voices that have been speaking to you for all these years, telling you, you can't do it. You're, our family can't do that. Yeah. <clears throat> You'll never amount to anything. It can change. You were talking about Les Brown. Man, I have, I quote him. Yeah. Um, I love him. I like, I soak it all in. However, he's not the only one. Like there's others I listen to over and over and over yeah, again, yeah, changing my yeah. brain, changing the pattern, Petition, changing. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> and I'm like, I don't have to be that Maria. Yeah. Um, something. I had a dream a couple of nights ago and in this dream, I was called by nicknames that I had growing up. Peaches was my nickname in high school. <laughs> and Peaches had an amazing life. Yeah. Peaches had the best high school boyfriend, the best high school experience, yeah. everything. Like, Peaches had a good life. Maria did not. Mm. 
my best friends call me Re. Re had a great life. I had the best friends. I had the best life. Maria did not. Mm. Tink, Tinker, that's what my stepdad and my grandma called me. Great life. Maria did not. Why, why, why not? Why did Maria have a good life? So, <clears throat> Maria, what my mom and my dad called me, they never gave me nicknames. Mm. My dad, abusive, alcoholic, mom, abusive, drug addict. My mom would sell me for drugs mm. and um, allow things to happen to me. My ex-husband didn't like nicknames, only called me Maria. Anytime Maria was used, it was in a way that was by people that were supposed to be in my circle, yeah. you know, that yeah. close-knit family. And it was never a positive thing. Like if my husband now, my best friend, the love of my life, if he calls me Maria, I'm like, what did I do? Really? Like I'm babe. Wow, wow. okay. <clears throat> I'm babe. Okay. However, in saying that, in this dream, it was about Maria regaining her name. So Maria changing her DNA, Maria healing. And wow. so <laughs> um, taking my name and making it mean what, healing it. Yeah. So that's what the dream was about. Yeah. So anyhow, changing the DNA because... I'm like, all those life experiences, yeah, they happen to Peaches, but they also happened to Maria. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't feel like it was. I felt like two separate people. Yeah. The person I was with my friends and everything was not the same person who got to go home at night. Mm. It was a two different separate people. Mm. So healing that person, and I'm like, but that was still you. You still had those experiences. Yeah. Maria still had those experiences. Yeah. It just didn't feel that way. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyhow, changing that perspective, changing that mental um, visual visualization of you weren't two separate people having yeah. two separate yeah. uh, things. You you were one person. And, and so how do I do that? Changing the listening to things that put positive in my life. Right. If you're in a space where you want to start a business or if you have one you want to scale, we got you covered. So thanks for watching the podcast. I know you're enjoying it, but I want to stop real quick and talk to you about the Creators Club. Now that first 10K can be super elusive, but our goal is to help you get there even faster. Talk about what it takes to get your business to that first $10,000 per month. The beauty about it is the Creators Club is only $1 for the first seven days. The link's below, click it. Create.thecreateclub.com It's where you go. We'll see you inside. Speaking positive into my life. Like I don't usually speak negative. Yeah. If someone catches me speaking negative, they're like, are you okay? Yeah. Um, I'm not all sunshines and rainbows and unicorns yeah. like people think I am all the time. However, 95% of the time I am. I have a bad day, a bad moment, but it's not a bad life. Right. It's not going to define me. It's not going to define everything. So, yeah, I just, I I set the intention of this is what I want to do. I, I give myself deadlines. For me, that works yeah. with everything. Like, you, you have to work out five times this week. Yeah. You don't want to go today? That's fine. Just know that the week's going. Yeah. You have to at least work out five, so you right. pick the five. Right. And 
So yeah, visualize. I do that a lot because I choose to change the DNA, change the programming, change the voices. Mm -hmm. And every now and again, like, you know, you wake up at two o'clock in the morning and you remember something you said in seventh grade (laughs) in the English class as you were walking out the door. No one else has thought about that, but you're going to think about that. Right. And you're like, yeah. Okay, let me think three positive things to get rid of that negative thing. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, programming is huge. Yes. Right? And a lot of times um, our programming is more powerful, more powerful than our belief, so we don't accomplish anything. You know, we got to get to a point where our beliefs are more powerful than our programming. Yes. Because we're programmed at a very young age, right? You know, from when we're kids, we're, we're programmed. And... I think I think changing the brain, changing the chemistry, changing the DNA is where everything changes. Is where is where your whole life shifts to to what you want versus what you don't want. Because a lot of people they're addicted to a life that they don't even like. Right? Oh yeah, it's, it's an addiction, um, but they got to stay in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, dot com um, overcomer. What is an overcomer? Um. What's different things? So for you, yeah, for an overcomer is so I'm also a breast cancer survivor. I overcame. I was in an abusive marriage, a bad marriage. I overcame. I, you know, high school graduate, never going to mount anything. Three time bestseller. I overcame. Um, An overcomer could just be as easy as learning to tie your shoe as three. Yeah, you overcame that. Like. Every day we're overcoming something, literally every day. I believe like we, as a human, we have a tendency to want to stay in our comfort zones. So overcoming that, like I love an overcomer. Everybody has something that they overcame. Everybody has a story. Everybody deserves to be heard. My kids, God bless them. I used to yell a lot. And the reason was, I thought it was the only way I could be heard is if I raised my voice. Mm. And I learned my grandma, she was, when grandma got soft, that's when you listened. That's what you, yeah. So I stopped yelling. Yeah. I'm like, I don't wanna be that person. I don't wanna be known as that person who has to yell to be heard. Mm. I just wanna be heard. So, because I believe everybody has a story, yeah. when someone's yelling, I'm like, hey, let's just talk. Yeah. What is it that you need to overcome so that you can just talk? I don't yell wow. anymore. Wow. Yeah. I just, I just want to hear. Yeah. I just want to hear what you have to say. Like, let's just talk. I hear. And, and that's, that's huge. I mean, most people, they just, they just want to be heard. Yeah. Right. And then the, the the yelling and and all that that's that creates a whole a whole other part of fear, right? But that, that that's awesome you did that. Um, if it's okay, um, I'd like to touch on the breast cancer. Yeah. Um, so i I've heard I've heard I've heard the story, but I knew you were a survivor, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that's a that's a massive part of your life, massive part of your story, and it brought you to where you, where who you are today, right? So um, tell me a little bit about that experience because it ha- it's happening right now to, 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 to someone else, right? Yeah. And there is fear that that they may not make it, you know, 
out of the situation. Um, did you have that fear? And I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you, I'm sure you did. Uh, well, if you, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, talk to me about that, the whole experience. So, um, found the lump. Actually, my ex-husband did, and I <laughs> having to go through it. I almost had to go through it alone, and not on a pos- not in a positive way. Um, my ex-husband didn't come with me to the doctors when I had oh. to have the exam. He didn't come with me when I had to have the surgery. I did that alone. I had to walk it alone, not because I wanted to. And that was the worst part. Yeah. Um, that's part of the, the bad marriage. Yeah. And so having to go through treatments, having to go through everything alone, it was, um, it was scary. And because of that, though, it's one of the reasons I will walk with anybody. If asked... I, and I have, I've gone with people and sat with them as they've had their tests done, as they waited for the results, as they've done anything, because I didn't have anybody to walk with me. And it was hard because I had small kids at home. I was homeschooling. God bless those who do that. Like I, I only homeschooled for one year. It was the worst year for me to do it i was 30 also oh wow i had just turned 30 excuse me and um (laughs) i had just turned 30 when i found out literally on my 30th birthday every year on my birthday i try to do something positive and go get a physical okay and that's what happened on my 30th and um so i'm homeschooling i and because of that the people that I homeschooled with even were like, oh, you need your time. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this is when I need y'all the most. Right, right. And they were like, um, no, I, I think so many times we feel like we need to give people their space yeah. when they're going through something. Yeah. But actually people will need you. Yeah. But they just don't know how to ask. Right. I didn't know how to ask for help because I had always had to do everything on my own. So... Um, I went through treatments by myself, everything came home, did my job, took care of my kids, did homeschooling and, uh, my ex just wasn't there. So I, I refuse if anybody ever says I need, I wish somebody was here. I'm like, I'll be there. I will hold your hand. And, um, I have sat at Kaiser many a nights with people as they've, gone through something um when i was on the pastoral team at relevant um our the pastoral team was put on a in case of emergency for pastors to be called in and i had gone several nights up there and just sat with strangers who just needed someone to come pray with them and talk to them and and because of that experience of not knowing what was going to happen with myself um, and feeling so alone. I refuse to let anybody else ever feel that way. That's a, that's amazing. Uh, It's so many things that, that we can, we can relate to, but different experiences. Um, For me, I, for a portion of of my adult life, I was homeless. Um, I was 
poor. I was on welfare. I just did. I, I had no money. And when that changed, there's nothing like helping someone when you know how it feels to be there. Right. And it's easy for me to give, you know, give money to help someone, you know, you know, you know, pay a bill or buy some food because I, I know as a, as a man, as a provider, how, how, how bad that feels yeah. to not be able to, to provide for your family. So that's a, it's, it's an amazing feeling because I, I know a lot of people may not have been there. So it's hard for them to really empathize or I, I sympathize with where someone's been. So I can definitely relate. Um, so what was the key thing to your survival? I think it was my kids, to yeah. be completely honest. It was the sheer willpower of I need to be here for them. So fast forward many years <laughs> later, um, COVID happens. And unfortunately, my ex-husband passed away from COVID. And because of him passing away, <clears throat> when that happened, like... I told you I set goals for myself every year. Wow. The reason I'm actually doing the bikini contest wasn't just as a new goal. I needed to get healthy. Yes. I needed to make sure that yes. I'm here for my kids. Yes. Like they have their stepdad. They have Matt. Like he's the best. Yeah. Like he's, there's no one like him. That's pretty cool. <laughs> he really is. But um, I didn't want my kids to lose another biological parent. Yeah, yeah. So I can't help Heaven forbid if I walk outside, get hit yeah. by a car, yeah. but I can help my health. And yeah. the only way that I could think of doing it was to give myself a goal, yeah. which was the bikini contest. So getting healthy, yeah. staying healthy. Yeah. Like I've already, I'm working on the inside. I'm, I'm doing therapy. I'm, I am doing, you know, visualization, yeah. reprogramming, getting rid of all the junk, yeah. going to show up for them that way. Yeah. But I needed to show up for them physically also. Love it. And when he passed, I was like, I'm not. I'm not going to leave them. Yeah. yeah. I will do everything I can to fight for them. Yeah. I fought for them before. I'll fight for them again. Oh. And that that's my why. Yeah. That's why I know on April 8th, I'll stand up there and I won't lose. 100%. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Goosebumps. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, let's uh, talk about Mr. Hagberg for a yes, minute. He's amazing. He's amazing. Um, so um, Matt is super amazing, super smart. And, you know, I'll say as a man, he's, he's kind of handsome, too. Yes. You know? <laughs> he is. And it seems like that, that you guys have have an amazing connection um, unlike any other. Right. Um, how did you guys form that connection? Because that doesn't always happen and it seems like it was organic yeah versus generated right so how did you guys form form this connection that you have he's he's my best friend and yeah. i don't use that lightly like legit my best friend ride or die yeah. all that yeah. all those things but he was that before hmm. like he saw me through the divorce oh you did okay wow. he 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 was there he knew my ex-husband he he was a friend of the family's hmm which some people are like, oh, uh, uh -oh. yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> Nothing like that at all. Yeah. Like, um, I would hook him up with my girlfriends. I'm like, you guys oh, go, go that, that far back. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, like, okay. I'm like, you should date her. Wow. Okay. Date her. And he would go out on dates with them and he'd be like, what the heck were you thinking? Like, why would you think I would like her? And yeah. then he dated one girl for a while. And, um, 
And then I'm like, this is toxic. Y'all should not be together. And then, um, like, I knew his ex-girlfriends, like, everything. Wow, and okay. they would call me crying. And I'm, like, counseling them. And, like, oh, you know. Matt what? made girls cry? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he, he used to be playa playa. Matt. Okay. okay. <laughs> but, um, and then I went through my divorce. And I was dating some people. And after after dates we would like i wouldn't let people take me home yeah. i would drive myself and so i'd be like all right matt meet me at denny's mm. and we would go to denny's and we would talk about my date and he would talk about his date that's, that's and awesome. we were like just legit best friends yeah. like we knew each other in and out um didn't have to show up a different way because yeah we knew the dirt on each right. other. Like we told each other everything and we played poker together every Thursday night. Like we had a group of us that played together, like just legit best friends, like wow. things that you do with your friends. Wow. Like we play poker, we would go, you know, golfing, we do whatever, yeah. just friend things. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be like, oh, is Matt there? Oh, Maria must be coming. Is Maria there? Oh, Matt must be coming. Wow. Wow. just best friends right. and so when we finally decided to date it was weird to me because he was just my best friend plus there's an age difference so i didn't see that coming which you can't even tell by the way yeah but, most people can't actually yeah. a lot of times they think he's older than yeah, i am yeah. which i appreciate that yeah. we'll just keep it like that but um <laughs> <coughs> yeah no um I invited him to an ex-boyfriend's wedding and I wasn't going to show up alone. Right. So I asked him to come. He came several Long Island iced teas later. I'm like, he is cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then we flirted for a couple months and then um, we were playing poker one night and the guys we were playing with were like, you two need to figure this out wow. because the sexual tension this is, is getting too much. <laughs> and so we decided, um, like everybody left and we were started talking and I was like, well, what do you think about what they said? Yeah. And he was like, I don't want to lose my best friend. Mm. And I said, but what if? But what if? We're what they write stories about. What if wow. we're the people that make it? What if we're the best friends that can handle Real it? Real conversation. Real conversation. Wow. Okay. And he had his back towards me. So, but knowing him now, I know he was smirking. Yeah, like yeah. I know, mm -hmm. I know the look that yeah, was on his face. Smirk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he turned around, used the poker term, and he said, <laughs> I'm all in. Yeah. And he came over, he grabbed me and he kissed me. And when I tell you that I saw fireworks. But when I tell you this morning when he kissed me, it felt the exact same Love way it. as it did that day. And yeah. I still get fire, still see the fireworks. Yeah. My knees still go weak. I still get that uh, excitement whenever I think yeah. about him. Yeah. And it's it's real. Yeah. Like our relationship is yeah. real. He's yeah. truly my best friend. We've had seven arguments. Mm. It's, and the reason being, it wasn't me. Yeah, It was him. He also said, Look, my parents didn't have a good marriage. Yeah. You've been in a bad marriage. Your parents didn't have a good marriage. Yeah. Like, let's learn from this. Right. So any time that we've had an argument, he said, let's talk this through. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not make that same mistake again. Yeah. Yeah. And we won't make this same mistake again. And if something starts to come up, he's like, no, no, no. What did we learn last time? Let's talk about this.
Yeah. Like, I want to be a passionate Puerto Rican yeah. and be like, ah, and he's like, no, let's yeah. talk. Let's talk. Yeah. That's, and, that's simply amazing. And, 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 I, and I'll tell you, so I'll tell you why it's amazing. Because you can have one person like a Matt um, who can say, hey, you know, slow down, let's talk. But what's impressive to me is that you actually listened, right? <laughs> you actually stopped and said, you know what? You're right, because most people won't take that. You know, the emotion outweighs the rationale. And to be a passionate Puerto Rican, you know, to have that 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 Latin in you, it's 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 a fire there. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's it's really good that you were able to, you know, Matt had his his, you know, his his stop and pause, but you you actually picked up on that and was able to you know, you know what? You're right. Let's talk this through. And that's that's how stories are made, you know, that's how marriages last 60 60 50 40 40 years or whatever because because of that we're going to have our moments oh right? yeah um but the fact that you guys can walk through it together is is truly an inspiration right it's, it is well i the communication for me is huge yeah like in all relationships friendships yeah. children relationships right. whatever we need to sit talk and listen yeah. and when he was willing to do that see i i prayed for yeah. a godly man. Yeah. I prayed that I would have someone who would walk alongside me yeah. and be there for my kids and I. And when I got it, I didn't know how to handle it. Mm. And so once I learned that he actually wasn't going anywhere, see, I go to therapy for, um, uh, I'm always afraid of people abandoning me. Still today you go therapy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I have abandonment issues. Yeah. So, <laughs> so do I. So do I. <laughs> so when I decided to deal with that yeah. and realize he wasn't going anywhere, yeah. I was like able to let him in I completely. Like he was in as my best friend. Yeah. But there's another level that happened when we became married. Yeah. And I did because I didn't I've had the same best friend since I was twelve years old. Wow. I understood friendship. I didn't understand marriage. And there was a difference. Well, ther so, therapy is 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 not for adults. Therapy is for the weak. I don't need I don't need therapy, <laughs> right? So wrong. people walk through that every day saying they don't need help, yeah. right? Okay, so I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah. I was told you need Jesus. <laughs> you don't need therapy. Yeah, you you need, need Jesus. De Jesus. <laughs> yes, you better go pray. Right, right, right. Oh, you need to go do those dishes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, you know what you need is and I'm like, OK, but I failed as a parent, too, yeah. because I remember my daughter who told me, Mom, I think I'm depressed. I'm saying, no, you're not. You're a moody teenager. You're not depressed. You, you need to go do them. Dishes. Yeah. No, you what you need and come to yeah. find out yeah. she did. Thankfully, you know, she's grown, married, yeah. kids. Yeah walking a good healthy life right. now but i didn't stop to listen yes for me look i love a therapist let me tell you <laughs> i love a therapist <laughs> they'll just sit and listen to yeah, me talk like it. i yeah. i need to get things off my chest yeah, yeah. and marriage counseling i think marriage counseling is amazing yeah. like we've done it twice i love it really wow. okay. and and it isn't because we were having problems yeah. like we did it first before marriage yeah. to hear have y'all talked this about yeah. this, blah, blah, blah. And then a, hey, we're at a new stage in our life. Yeah. How do how do we handle this? Like yeah. we're empty nesters. Yeah. Right. 
It's no longer us and the kids. I don't want to be one of those people. Let's make sure we don't become one of those people who don't know how to handle a relationship without the kids yeah. being wow. the center. So let's just make sure we're good. And it, it's like it a tune-up. Yeah. You take your car in for <laughs> yeah. oil changes. Yeah. Like we change everything. That, we change yeah. our underwear. We change our clothes. We change every. But we're not willing to change us. Yeah. We're not willing to grow us. Yeah. And I knew, like, Matt and I we're really good. Like, we'll we read books and we're yeah. like, hey, you should read this book yeah. too. Listen to a podcast. Hey, I think this will be good. Yeah. We're always willing to do things. So when I'm like, hey, let's let's just preemptive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we did. And I think that made us even stronger. Yeah. Like we had a good relationship, but yeah. now it's even better. Yeah. But because we were going into a new season yeah. that didn't revolve around yeah. kids, because when my son left, um, I literally went into depression because once again, yeah. someone was leaving me. Mm-hmm. I did my job as a parent. Mm-hmm. I did what I was supposed to do, but my son is moving out, married, and living his own life, yeah. and I didn't know how to handle it. And because now m- the things that my life revolved around, my daughter's in college, my son's gone, there's no one in the house, it's just me and you. How, will I be a, Will I be a good wife? Yeah. Because I was a great mom, yeah. but now it's just us, so... It's good you recognize that, you know what I mean? Like you, I mean, that was a message for me, right? I mean, new seasons require, requires new levels, yeah. right? And you have to be aware and in tune to that, right? Because um, a lot of times people spend their lives reading books, listening to podcasts and watch YouTube videos, and that's it. I think there's a, there's a different level of accountability when you have coaches and coaches oh, yeah. and therapists in your life because now you're getting that feedback and accountability. A book, a book don't talk back. Right. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Yes. So coaches, look, people are going to think I'm trying to sell them on something. I'm not. Yeah. But it's so important to have a coach or just, all right, you have your group of friends. There's yes. six of y'all. Yes. You hold each other accountable. Yes. I love it. Yes. Because, as a matter of fact, I've talked to Jonathan about this this morning. I said, um, we were talking about like holding our spouses accountable yeah. and things like that. But there's a level that you have a relationship with my with my husband yeah. that I don't have. Right. As intimate and as we are, I'm his biggest cheerleader. Yeah. I'm like, baby, you can do anything. Right, right. And you'll be like, dude, are you stupid? <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. that's messed up. Yeah. Don't do that. Right. He asked me this morning, like, what do you think about us doing such and such and such and such? I'm like, sure, baby, whatever you want. Yeah. He's like, I need more of an answer than that. I'm like, I have no feelings on that yeah. whatsoever. If you believe it, and I believe right. in it. Maybe you should ask somebody else who's already done it and see what they think. Because he could bring it to y'all and y'all, you'll be like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Or man, that sounds good. Yeah. But you have a relationship with him that I don't have right. either. Right. So I love that y'all have that accountability. Yeah. I love that he has a group of friends that he can go to and be like raw with and say like, these are my new goals. This is my new level. Like I'm his business partner. I'm his, I'm 
I'm his world. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm everything. <laughs> you should be. Yeah. However, I'm also his biggest cheerleader and yeah. there's nothing that he can tell me that I won't be like, right. you can do it. Right. Where you can look at him and use some, well, I won't say logic, but you know what I'm saying. Master, like, master more logical of, of, of us all. Yeah, so he, you is. Know. <laughs> he is logical. But, you know, you can use, um, you you have a different background, but different relationship business-wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you understand like, hey, this will work. No, right. this won't work. Oh, no, um, you're also in a different sphere of business. Yeah. Like, I don't understand everything. Um, he'll he'll say, oh, the the ROI and the MMR and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? We made money? <laughs> um, but to to y'all that made sense and you're like no but if you do it like this then yeah. you could do this and yeah. blah 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 so i don't know where i was going on that tangent but my my point is <laughs> um i really don't know where i was going with that tangent. Coach, coaches oh coaches. coaches and why it's so important yeah. to have those people yeah. to hold you accountable yeah. Yeah. and i'm like if I, I'm thankful I have a therapist yeah. who says, are you doing the work to grow, yeah. to get yeah. to the next level? Yeah. Whether he goes to therapy or not, that's <clears throat> on or you or anybody right. else, right. but at least you have somebody to be accountable to. Right. And I hope, I hope, my hope is for all people that even if it's you're being business friends, yeah. that you're also being real friends, that right. you can hold each other accountable yeah. in other ways. like you know, whatever it is, like, hey, I need to grow. Because for me, my besties know things and know that I want to get to the next right. level where I may not share it with yeah. Sally next yeah. door. Sally next door knows surface, where my besties know this is my goal. Yeah, This is where I'm going. Hold me accountable. You see me about to put cheesecake in my mouth. Right. Smack that out because you know that's yeah. not my goal right now. Yeah. And that's that's true. That's true friendship. And those are people that that I need in my life because our our core group is so tight. And we we would get called on our bullshit quickly, right? And and doing that, you know, like attract likes, you know, and 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 getting and sometimes we can get comfortable in in who we are, what we've accomplished, what we've built. Right. Uh, prime example was like, you know, building building this podcast studio. Right. It, it was it's definitely a dream come true. Um, and my partner, Anthony, um, we 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 had this vision. We had this goal. You know, I mean, I'm not my own partner, but my, my partner's name is yeah, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we had this vision and goal. And I found myself getting getting comfortable and just just building a podcast. It's just, just really going with the day to day. Right. Um he set me down and, and, and he's like, you know what, you know, I see certain things happening that I want to make sure that we, we stand on track and going in the right direction. And throughout my life, most people looked at me as someone who was, who was intimidating, right? Whether, mm -hmm. whether it be stature, whether, whether it be business, um, because I was on a, I was at a certain level, yeah. right? Um, considered like the boss in a sense. Right. But I appreciated how much he set me down and he spoke to me because we're, we're not perfect, right? You know, we, we get off track. We, we do certain things we shouldn't. And, 
if a, a true friend tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And the same thing as a business partner, right? Yep. This is what needs to be done. And in and, and, and my whole core group, it's like that. Yeah. You know, I can depend on them to tell me, tell me, tell me what I need to hear and I want to hear. And sometimes it can be, um, it can be hurtful, um, but it's the truth, right? Yeah. And hurtful, hurtful in the sense that it's said in love. I believe, I believe you can tell somebody anything, but it has to be done in love, yeah. right? You know, and and there was in in our group and my partnership. There's never been an insult. There's never been, you know, in a, a mean word spewed. Is that okay? I care about you. I love you. I'm I'm telling this in love, and, and I, I, I'm thinking that that's what helped helps build empires and it helps people get to a point where they need and should be. Yeah. Um, so um, I want to talk about, talk about M and H real quick. Um, so you and met our business partners. Yes. Right. Um, and you guys help people achieve some extraordinary goals. Yeah. Right. Um, so talk, talk to me about the million dollars that you guys, <clears throat> that you guys help, uh, help, help build. And you guys made yourself right. So, um, 2016, the year, end of 2016, Jonathan came to Matt and was like, yo, yeah. I have this thing. I'll tell you once I figure it out. Same thing you told me. And so he finally did, was like right after Christmas, we were over there playing Monopoly and <clears throat> Jonathan cheats. And, <laughs> he um, does cheat. And so, um, we're talking and... Matt's getting all excited. I'm like, <laughs> cheerleader. Yeah. And so 2017, it starts. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know where you're getting this extra money to build this thing, but cool. He's like, I'm going to take my $5 from Starbucks yeah. and I'm going to turn that over. I'm like, okay, whatever. So my job required me to leave on Monday, fly out, fly home on Friday. Oh, okay. So I wasn't really home. And he's doing his thing and he's all excited and I do the phone call in the evening and we're like, how's it going? And blah, blah, blah. And he's all excited telling me, but in reality, what's happening on the other end is I'm working. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cool, baby. Ah, oh, amazing. I love it. Yeah. Good for you. Well, I got to go. Talk to you later. And hang up. Fast forward, March. I'm in... At home, it's Friday night, Jonathan calls. And he's like, yo, I have someone that will look at your numbers. Give me like five minutes and we'll FaceTime you. He's like, sure, sure, sure. So he's in his office and I'm in the living room. But I hear I turn down the TV because I know he's going to be FaceTiming. Yeah. I want to make sure that he can hear properly. And I hear, okay, looks like you spent about five, $6,000 today um your ads or this blah 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 blah, and i'm like he spent what so i'm looking at the bank accounts and yeah. i'm like he I, I don't see this money yeah. where's this money coming from Wh what do you mean he made this money he made ten thousand where's the ten thousand right i don't see this i'm legit concerned right. grandma yeah. also told me about brahman <laughs> For all money was the money that women set aside right. in case they ever had to leave and so that you always had to I'm like right. baby got bra money he's gonna leave me he's got a whole nother life oh it's about like, him leaving you okay. yes yes <laughs> okay. yeah. and so I'm all nervous yeah. like I went from confused to angry and then sad yeah. like yeah. Yeah. something's going on why didn't he tell me 
what's what's mm. happening? Wow. Okay. Remember communication yes, that yes, I said yes. important. Well, he had been communicating. He was excited, but I was just like, "Okay, yeah. do your thing." Yeah. He gets off the phone. I'm like, "We need to talk." He's all excited because he just had an amazing call. Yeah. I'm traumatized. Wow. You spent five thousand dollars. You made ten thousand dollars. Amazing. However, I don't. I don't see this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like. Babe, we need to talk. And he's like, what's going on? What's wrong? Like he thought something happened to me yeah. while he was on the phone. I'm like, I heard, overheard your conversation. I wasn't eavesdropping, but he's like, yeah, isn't it great? And I'm like, no, what's happening? So he tells me and he's like, babe, I told you, I told you this is the thing Jonathan told me about. I was like, but you said you were spending $5. He's like, well, then I turned in 10, then 20, then 40, then 60. And I'm like, Okay, you have my full attention. <laughs> He's like, I told you I opened up a business account. Yeah. It, this is this, this is that. I'm like, show me, show me everything. He's like, I've been telling you. I'm show me, download it. Well, positives, negatives, yeah. whatever. Because now, I now see how much money we're making, and I'm like, okay. I like the ching ching that was happening <laughs> oh, on yeah, the phone. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was addictive. Yeah. But I would wake up in the morning and if there's not already two thousand twenty five hundred dollars yeah. in there, I'm like, is it broken? Is Are this... the ads broken? Call Facebook. <laughs> Call Facebook. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. <laughs> and I'm like freaking out. And he's like, babe, like Pizza Hut doesn't make the same yeah. amount every day. Yeah. Stores are different. There's going to be good times, bad times. Yeah. Their times of days are different. I'm like, he's logical. I'm passionate. Yeah. I'm passionate about this money. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing I know, we're making 120 in a month. That's what I make in a year. Right. Yeah. I want to come home. Right. Now. Now. <laughs> and he's like, no, let's give it a couple months. Yeah. So I gave it a moment. Next thing, we made a million dollars in seven months. You made a what? A million dollars in seven months. I did. I still don't understand. Once again, the ROI, yeah, MMR, yeah. TWI. You I made don't. A, you made a million bucks. I That's made a million dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know how. I I know I know yeah, how, yeah. but I don't know how. Yeah. If I had to build a store and all the things now, I wouldn't know how to do that. Yeah. I do. But, I I call Natalie and yeah. say, Hey, girl, can you build this for me? But and you don't have to know how. I mean, if you have people on your team who knows how to do that. So, yeah, yeah fast forward. So next thing I know, people are like, you need to walk across stage. You yeah. made a million dollars. Here's a trophy. You, yeah. I'm like, I made a million dollars. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm clueless. <laughs> but we made a yeah. million dollars. Matt made a million dollars. But literally, he turned his $5. Yeah into a million dollars in seven months. Yep. Also, thank you, Kim Kardashian, because it was when the waist trainer came out, ah, and we said- The waist trainer. The waist, yeah, trainer. The waist trainer. And we rode that wave. We, thank you, China. Yeah. And <laughs> we, uh, that's what we sold. Yeah. That's how we made a million dollars, yeah. was on a waist yeah. trainer. I remember that. And so, um, seven months, and, but with the good comes the bad. We got shut down. Yep. We're in Hawaii on a 10 day vacation. I remember Woo, that, I, living I remember life, love. That Zoom call. I remember that Zoom call. I was on that, and I remember that Zoom call. Our ads got yeah. shut down. 
everything got shut down. And we went from making ten, fifteen thousand dollars a day to nothing. Yeah. Crushed. Absolutely crushed. I'm like, call Facebook, call Google, call anybody you can. Call the president, they call somebody. They didn't care. Yeah. They did not care. So I said, this can't happen again. Right. And so because of that, we, we learned a lot. Yeah. There were so many things we didn't know then. So many things. So, right. um, but that's how we created our marketing business yeah. Yeah. was out of that. Right. <coughs> I remember being at um, Funnel Hacking Live and um, listening to Russell and being aggravated because our ads are closed and that was 2018 I, right yeah when i was there with you guys yep. okay yeah, yeah and um but we're like slowly getting things yeah. started again but yeah. it just <clears throat> wasn't hitting the right thing and um like having a store wasn't our passion yeah. we didn't know that we didn't know what we didn't know yeah. yet yeah. and we were learning why we were there and so while we were there one of the things that happened was Matt made connections and um, he decided to get them to be their coaches and everything. And so he went to an event. Well, someone asked him, uh, well, asked the group <coughs> a question and John Parks didn't know the answer. And so Matt's like, I can answer this because it had happened to us. Yeah, yeah. And so he was able to say, hey, chapter ahead, yeah. this just happened. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me teach you what I learned. And because of that, um, ClickFunnels asked them to come on and work with them. Yeah. Which has been great. Um, they're now a client of ours. We, he no longer works for ClickFunnels. They're just a client. Yeah. He does coaching calls for them. Because we open up our own marketing business, we, taught, we teach people how to do what we did, yeah. and then some. Um, one of the things we also, also did was go into brick and mortar businesses because we used to own a pest control company. Mm -hmm. And um, he was also a financial advisor. <coughs> Excuse me. Norris. And because of that, um, we're able to see businesses on a different level and take them from point A to point B to point C to point B D and yeah. so on. And help them grow i have an eye for people yeah i thankfully better or worse i can read people well yeah. it's also why i'm really good at poker because <laughs> i can read people well teach me <laughs> and so um we would go into brick and mortars and it's actually how it started for us i mean yeah we did online but we would go into brick and mortars and <coughs> sorry <clears throat> and we could see where people were wasting money or yeah. needed to spend more money or whatever. And so, um, including firing people, mm. which is never fun. Like yeah. having, having owned businesses, having to let go of people is never fun. So um, we, we've taken all the knowledge that we've had over the years of how to build a company from brick and mortars to online businesses. Mm. Um, where I may not actually understand the the cogs of everything, yeah. but I understand people. 
and I understand the marketing and I understand the emotion that goes into something and how to help create something that can tell a story that will happens that Kobe's excited. He is so excited um, that will grab someone's attention so that they will want to go forward in their business. Um, One of the hardest things to do is to tell somebody to just be patient. Yes. One of the things that I get aggravated with people is when they come to us and they're like, um, one of our clients and they're like, it's just not working. (laughs) Well, how long have you been doing it? Two weeks. Give it longer. Give it longer. Give it 90 days. Give it 120 days. Like you, you need to, you need to give it time. And, uh, that's, I think if I could tell anybody anything, it would be stay consistent and give it time. Cause every day, even if you're just doing a little bit every day, it will pay off. Do you know how frustrated I get? I go back and look at my old videos that I thought I had no hits on. Yeah. And I did this yesterday because someone asked me, hey, I know you have a Christmas series of Storytime with Gigi's. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. Can you send it to me? So I just start looking through. I'm like, I have over thousands of hits on Llama, Llama Bedtime Pajamas wow. story. Like Pete the Cat story. I'm like, if I would have just stud, yeah. stuck with it. Yeah. But I didn't see it going anywhere. So yeah. I gave up. Yeah. <sighs> I'm like... If I would have just stayed with the find the good in your life yeah. on YouTube, yeah. because the views, man, on these are, yeah. are strong now, yeah. but I didn't stick with it yeah. because I didn't see it going anywhere. Yeah. And I'm um, like, over the years, I've learned like writing a book, you just got to stick with it. Yeah. A couple 2,500 words a day, yep. Yep. just write yep. and it will change. So giving myself goals the thing that really, really, really set it off for me is I wanted to jump out of a plane and people kept telling me that they were going to go with me. I'm like, okay, this is a date. This is a date. This is a date. And finally, I'm like, July 1st, yeah. I'm going. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I'm going to be with the, with you, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> also, Jonathan said he's running 5K with us next okay. month. So. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, um, I got up. I got ready. I went. They didn't show up. I don't know where this is now. Sorry, I, I need fine. to maneuver. You're fine. I might be able to shot. Um, <laughs> I got there and I called and I said, where are you? He said, I'm not coming. Are you still doing it? Yes, I'm still doing it. I did it hella scared. Yeah. I jumped out of that plane. Yeah. And once I did that, I knew that there was nothing that I couldn't do. Yeah. Because I jumped out of that airplane. Like, I had someone attached to me. He kind of pushed me. But it was the whole mindset that if I can do this, I can do anything. Like, I've written the books. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I feel like a, uh, what's the word? Fake. Imposter. Imposter. Yeah, imposter syndrome. This this is why. You're a three-time bestseller. Yeah, it's marketing. It's marketing. You get on stage. It's marketing. Yeah. Me standing on that stage naked <laughs> on April 8th, not technically. Yeah. 
That's me. Yeah. That's not marketing. Wow. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah. That's another reason. It's yeah. like proving to myself like all those imposter syndrome things. Yeah. Like you actually did that, Maria. Yeah. It, you so what it was marketing. You did the marketing. Yeah. yeah. You did the marketing did the to marketing. do it. Yeah. But it's not the same. I don't know. I, I have to, I go through this all the time yeah. in my head. Like, if you just would have stuck with it, it, it imposter syndrome, yeah. you, you didn't, you didn't, did you really write a bestseller? Well, I did. Yeah. I have, I get the paychecks. Yeah. So, okay. we all go through that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, imposter syndrome is something that's massive, right? Massive. Um, but it's like over, overcome, overcoming that. And I mean, entrepreneurship has peaks and valleys yeah. right? and making a million and then not making a million and then, and then getting back. Yeah. I've learned that, you know, during, during the valleys, you, you learn strategize during the peaks, you, you double down on the peaks and you learn from the valleys. Yeah. Right. And even you, you talk about being an imposter and, you know, you know, staying consistent. And one thing I, I tell people, I mean, even me, you know, when I first started podcasting, I would get 12 views, 10 views, you know, 50 views, 40 views. I'm like, wow, that's not a lot of views. But I, I thought, I'm like, wait, wait, Anthony, what if you have 50 people live in the room with you? You know, that's a lot of people. Right. Right. So I had to flip it and learn. I mean, what if you had 10 people live with you in, in, in the room? How would you feel? It's an audience. Right. So use that audience to your best ability. And as you stay consistent, you grow. Yeah. And, and and as you grow, people know who you are. And you're right. It's all marketing. But at the same time, when it's something that you really love, it's also you as well. Because you can do shit for money. Yeah. Right? And it will work for a certain amount of time, but eventually it will fizzle out. Yep. You know, this podcast will go on if it's one person watching or a million people watching. Because it's something that I'm passionate about. Something that makes me happy and smile. It gives me freedom. It, yep. it, it takes me away from it all the bullshit out there that, that is waiting for me, but I, I can now go and deal with it a lot clearer now with, 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 a, with, a, with a more loving heart because I said, and I, I, I talk to people who are experiencing some of the same things I've experienced. And as I'm talking, I'm getting coaching. Right. And I just love it because it makes, it makes my, 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 my hour, my, my day, my week, my month, my year, more joyful yep. right so thank you for you know for sitting with me for the first time it's, 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 it's truly a blessing um so people out there watching the podcast they they hear you they see you they feel your, they feel your energy whether it's whether it's visually or, or audio they feel it but they still feel a little bit stuck right um give us three action steps that we can take to, to just take that first step into just starting to achieve what we want to achieve and set that attention three quick action steps um, remember your why mm. that for me, that's always the biggest thing. Once I remember the why the other things seem to fall in place. Um, I, I personally enjoy journaling Yes. and even to the point of it just being one word mm. or two words, sometimes it's fuck this <laughs> and to it being whatever it was that day, yeah. um, but journaling and 
anybody who says they don't have time to meditate are the people who yeah. need to meditate the most. Right. Like, I come into my office in the morning, and that's the first thing I do. I, well, not the first thing. I turn on all the lights, and my um, my smelly good. I have a diffuser, diffuser in my room, yeah, yeah. and then I meditate because it helps just set my mood yeah. for the day. Even if it's just five minutes, sometimes I like to do 15, 20 yeah. personally. But those who say that they don't have time yeah. are the ones who need, it, need the it the most. most yeah. Because it will just help set everything. Home, yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, remember your why? Journal and meditate. Meditate. Awesome. Um, so um, how do we find you? You brought some books. So I want you to uh, pop them books out and show sure. the world. Uh, and let's talk about those. So... My first book um, was Luna and Soul, We Aren't Planets. Mm -hmm. So they're early readers, chapter books, and they um, really first through third or kindergarten through third, easy reading. Um, need to get them because I made them make Matt as pop in as all Matt. the books. <laughs> and um, it's, so this one, We Aren't Planets, it talks about the sun and moon and um, how they're not actually planets, but part of the solar system. And in the back of each book, there is a recipe because Gigi in the book um, makes a snack with the kids. And so there's like a recipe you okay. can do with the kids. Nice. Um, then Unplugged talks about the Northern Star and how it was used for um, travel and getting places and but talk about things you can do besides video games and tv and all those things and then um but this is my book series like okay. luna and soul there's more of these coming that's the next book that's coming out but then um i'm also a novelist and i wrote daydreams it just dropped this past may um in my dreams is coming this summer oh. sometimes which is part two to this um so my husband did an amazing thing for me years ago, and um, Judy Bloom is my favorite author. Okay, yeah. And so he had got me part of masterclass with her, and oh, wow. okay. um, and then I submitted stuff to her, and she was like, "Yeah, you're a great writer," yeah. and she was a children's book writer who became a like middle school writer to adult writer, and she's like, "You have the talent to do this too." Wow. So that's why I decided not just to write children's books, but adult books and not adult, yeah, yeah. but books for adults. More mature books. Yes. So yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, she lives in Key West and you can find some of my books actually in her bookstore, but you okay. can find these on Amazon. You can just put in my name and my books okay. will pop up. And, um, yeah. And I have the next one coming out soon. Next Luna and Soul. and. Awesome next novel coming out sometime this summer so how do we find you to connect with you um you can either go to mariahagberg.com okay or find the good in your life on instagram those are the two easiest perfect. ways perfect yeah. all right so um give us some wisdom in closing stay consistent mm -hmm. if you believed in this dream in the beginning mm -hmm. and also if it hits you at that moment, like do it. Yeah. I yeah. have found that <clears throat> most dreams will fizzle out because their action has been put yeah. behind it. Yeah. You wake up at two o'clock in the morning with this passion in you, write it down and the next morning take action. Yeah. Action is action. so important. 
just massive action. Yes. Don't. And if someone starts, yeah, it's not their dream. It's your dream. You yeah. have to remember that. Because yeah. 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 I, <laughs> my friends who would circle words and red letters would never believe that I yeah. would have been a writer. Yeah. So just take action. Stay consistent. Yeah. Well. Um, <clears throat> Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks uh, for having me. I love your vulnerability. I love your honesty. I love your congruency. And I love your spirit. I love your soul. And I always have. And this just gave me like an immense amount of more love for you. So I, I appreciate every single second that you that, that, that you spent. So um, you truly bless me and I bless our audience. So thanks for coming on. And we got to have you back when the new book drops um, so we can talk about that. But that's it for us. I, I appreciate it. Uh, you very much, Maria. Thank you. You're very welcome.